Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Sports podcast. This is episode 98 for the week of October 29th, 2019. You know, it, it's not officially going to be the time, but I'm going to say it anyway. Happy early Halloween. We'll just say that because the episode's going to come out, and you know, the next one will be after Halloween, all that fun stuff. Besides the point, my name is Josh a.k.a. J.K. Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man who was in the Minnesota hat but is not any longer but is now in the Hippocampus sweatshirt, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on the Sunday afternoon? Doing pretty good, man. How are you? You know, it was a, it was a, it was a busy day. Yeah? Yeah, it was a busy day. It was, uh, we did a trunk or treat with the daughter, and uh, she obviously has no idea what the hell is going on. She's a baby. But... <laughs> Uh, dad got free candy, so I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and then we got a... Oh, let's make a correction here, because I was totally wrong last week, okay? And and frankly, I'm glad nobody corrected me. So, I thought General Grievous was in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. I was incorrect, because we were like 75% of the way through the movie, and Will looked at me, and he's like, hey, Josh, like, yeah? It's like, I don't think General Grievous is in this movie. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think so either. So we come to find out he's in episode three, which we're watching tonight. So in other words, I'm going to go the pew, 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 pew. There it is. That's the General Grievous, you know, four lightsabers in the I'm, I'm glad in the you got to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Definitely adds some quality conversation. <laughs> I thought so too. Uh, but no, we, and purchase tickets for, um, the latest movie that's going to come out in December. Yeah. So we're going to see that. Are you, you're going to go to the midnight one, aren't you? So Vicky kind of reamed into me and she's like, you don't need to go by yourself. You, you can go with the group. So I might sneak off and go by myself. I was going to say, I bet you're going to go by yourself and you're going to go at midnight. Maybe we'll see. See it the second time with us. Maybe. And they're going to keep your fucking mouth shut (laughs) (laughs) during the movie. I'll I'll try my best. (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's a very exciting time. And, that that music in that new trailer, man, it gets me every yeah. single time. It's just or- orchestral music. It's, it's just, so good. The emotion behind it can be so, well, so good. And I watched a video today on YouTube where they added the, um, the music from when Darth Maul is fighting in episode one. Yep. They added that to the Kylo Ren-Luke fight at oh. the end of Last Jedi. Okay. If you haven't seen it already, it's been out long enough. Too bad. Um, and it was it made the scene that more tense. Yeah. And it, I I loved it. It was great. If you can find it on YouTube, look it up. I also love how so the composer of the trailer, the last trailer for the the newest movie, um, he went on Twitter and was talking about how it was such a great experience to be able to do his rendition of the traditional Star Wars theme. Yes. So if you, if you have not watched that trailer yet, I highly recommend it. The music is fantastic just brings a whole new level of hype to it exactly yeah that's besides the point you have a question to ask me will i do you do enough star wars talk yep what do we got on the episode thank you will on this week's episode we have rosters but they're they're call of duty rosters as a matter of fact uh we have news and updates we have tournament recaps aplenty there are a lot of them and we also have the hcs pro talk community all-star bracket or hpt casb for short i don't know if that's technically for short (laughs) You know, acronyms, man, they're, they're shorter, right? I guess. I, I, I don't know. That's a mouthful there. It is. <laughs> but it's our mouthful. That's all that matters. Um, but, well, without further ado, what 
do we always start the show off with Rustermania? All right. So we have one bit of news for Rostermania today, and it uh, comes from Blam Gaming. They uh, stated over on Twitter, Blam Gaming is proud to announce Pyretic and Neptune will be representing us at DreamHack in the $5,000 Halo 5 2v2 tournament. Give a warm welcome to arguably the two best players from the BGHS. We are well aware of the state of Halo 5, which is why we want to do our part. Hell yeah. So congrats to them. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited to see what Pyretic and Neptune can do at the event. I think they're going to do big things. You use that phrase a lot. I do. I'm kind of wondering what your uh, parameters of big things mean. Because <laughs> you say it so much. What are my parameters like, of big Is that like things? a top three finish? Is big things top three finish? Is it like... Let's say top five. Okay. You know, not not, not like... Yeah. Because Let's say top five. There's been times top where like... big things. There's been a time where like a ragtag group gets together and they kind of make sense. And you're like, I expect big things from this group. And I'm like... Yeah, but like there are like a maybe fringe sixth place team. Is it a bad thing to have high hopes? No, for all teams. No, not at all. I'm just maybe ca- my maybe I'm my just big curious. things are high hopes. Maybe that's what I mean. Okay, like I have high hopes for this team. Fair How enough. about that? Fair enough. I, yeah. Okay, I was just always curious. Ex- yeah, you know what? Just because I said it before, I'm going to say it. I expect big things out of this group. But moving forward, I have high hopes. Okay. There we go. Sounds How about good. That? Yeah. Great. Then my hopes can be continually crushed as they usually are. But that's besides the point. <laughs> All right. That does it for Roster Mania. <laughs> Which means it's time for COD. Another game's watch. Wow. <laughs> you forced that one out. Yeah, I felt a little forceful. Yep. But you know what? That's fine. Because this is uh this is actually a really big deal. <laughs> I can't contain myself over here. I can't either. That was oh. really <laughs> like during it. So leading up to that point, because I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I honest to God forgot that Cod and Other Games Watch was about to happen. I thought it was going to be the news. So I was about to go, and will to the news, right? But then it was Cod and Other Games Watch. So I'm like, oh, I got to extend this. And then I, when I was in watch, I'm like, oh, I don't, we're going to go with it. So I just extended it even All right. besides the point. Okay. So we had some officially con- confirmed Call of Duty League rosters announced. Therefore, here's what we got. So the Atlanta phase, these it's official now. It isn't it, it is Atlanta phase. They shown their logo as well. Um it's the A. So it's the F from Phase Clan in the same style of Phase Clan, right? And then you have the A in the style of Phase Clan as well. And it's in it's A next to F. That's basically what it is. Um still looks really good though. So Atlanta phase, this consists of Abizi, Simp, Celium, Major Maniac and Priesta. Very stacked roster indeed. Um, for those who don't know, Simp uh, just came off a hot win of the Call of Duty World Championships. So they he is a world champion from that E-United roster, and he also won MVP of that event. Um, and then there's no other slouch on that team either. That team is very stacked. Moving on, we have the Chicago team. This is NRG Esports. Um, and the, they have not confirmed the name of the team yet. But um, someone posted in Discord that Nade Shot may have hinted at it. The Chicago Huntsman, I believe, is what it was. So it's already been leaked that it was the Huntsman, but it has not and still has not been officially confirmed as of this point. But regardless, here's the Chicago team. And for those who still don't know, um, this is the same team that Optic Hex is now co-owner of. 
Okay, so he is co-owner of NRG Esports, therefore co-owner of the Chicago COD team. This consists of Scump, Formal, Envoy, Arcities, and Gunless. Again, unbelievably stacked roster. Okay. Next up, the Minnesota team, um, who, again, at this point in time, still do not have a confirmed name for the team yet, nor a confirmed logo. So there was the leaked information, but it's not confirmed as of this point, so we're just calling it the Minnesota team at this point in time. This consists of Silly, Assault, God RX, Alex, and Asim. I probably mispronounced that last one. I apologize if I did. Um, Next up, the LA Optic team. So it is confirmed it's LA Optic or just Optic Gaming, um, and it it is not that terrible-ass logo that was leaked with like the the la yeah yeah it's not that at all it is literally just the optic logo that's what it is so this consists of tj halley dashy kenny slasher and jcap another just stacked roster and then finally the last confirmed roster that we have at this point in time um that was just recently announced over the past week we have the seattle roster and this consists of karma enable octane slacked and apathy unbelievably stacked roster. It's like they took, so from the last Call of Duty World League, right? It's like they took all of those top rosters, took a person from, like took the top teams, split them all up, and they just dispersed among the CDL teams accordingly. None of them stuck together, it looked like. So just, I mean, I think this is great to see. I think it's great to see all the competition moving around. And I love seeing how every team has a lot of great talent announced already. So, yeah. And then they also have subs to work out and all that fun stuff. There's already been some drama. Oh, yeah. The previous Optic roster, right? Yeah, so that's, that's gonna right. Be, uh, that's going to add fuel to the fire going into the new season. I'm excited to see what happens yes. when these teams come face-to-face. Thank you for reminding me. I should include this. Um, when we post the episode, I'll make sure to include these links in the uh, show notes of the Google Doc of the show. Please check them out if you're interested. But uh, Crim6 on the... Oh, man. Why am I blanking out on this? What team is Crim6 on? Do you remember? I don't, not off the top of my head. I feel really stupid right now. Okay, either whatever. Um, Dallas, the Dallas team. There it is. So, Dallas Empire. So, Crim6 put out an article, and it's an interview with him, and he basically talks about what happened after the last Call of Duty World League uh, season, and what happened with that Optic roster, the tension behind it, the losses, just everything, right? Put a few players on blast, straight up, and then, so that happened. Then, um, what was it? A couple of the players on that old Optic roster came out as well, and then kind of talked about that, and then went back at him, so on and so forth. And I can't tell if there is actual bad blood between there, because Everyone was joking around. Like, if you look at what uh, the other players have tweeted out, Crim6 would have repl- like would had would had replied, and it, it seemed like it was all a joking matter. So I don't know how upset these players actually are, including Crim6, but the information's out there. And then what was really funny, didn't see this coming. So NRG put out that their Chicago uh, roster announcement video. 
and it was it was a very very well done video it was like it was it was a long it was like i think it was 12 minutes or something like that and it basically went through hex through his entire career with uh starting out starting with optic and i mean even before optic and then creating optic and going through all that and then the the acquisition and him leaving and then joining NRG. And then it ended, the video ended with the roster announcement for Chicago. Okay. And at the very end, um, at the very end, you see Scump because they're like, how do you, how do you want to do this? And he's like, I have, Oh, I have the perfect idea. And he literally walks out <laughs> in this like garage looking area, this well-lit area. He walks out and he's looking down at the camera with his arms out, like kind of out a little bit. And he says, in a joking matter, something kind of like how Krim said in his, in the roster announcement for that in in his in his announcement video for him being on the Dallas team. Like Krim Six came up to the camera with his arms cut out a little bit and looked down at it, and he said a statement, and Scump like fired back at that. Basically, that's what that was. Um, but no, looping it all back, you're 100 percent right. I I love how this is in there now. Like you have these little rivalries that are taking place now, and and clearly Crim Six has that chip on his shoulder, and he wants to prove that no, I am still one of the best in the world, and I deserve to be here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna metaphorically shit on these kids, and yeah, and as others have said, uh, Moses, I believe, and then a bunch of other people, Halo kind of needs something like this, right? Halo needs that rival, that those rivalries that take place, the the bad blood that takes place, it just, it hypes things up. Kind of like that Spartan Ryan noob deal, you know? Yeah. It was something that everybody looked forward to, the interviews with both of them, the shots back and forth. It's it's definitely something that Halo needs as well, and it's, yeah, it's great to see. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about for Call of Duty? Because I have one thing that I forgot to put in here that's not Call of Duty related, but Gears related. Um, You know, Modern Warfare did release. It did. Um. I just I'm excited to see what modes and maps they pick for the the series uh, for the for the league. Yes, and we're going to talk about it in the next segment because we both played it. Obviously, it's the next big first person shooter that's out. But uh, let's just say that a lot of the pro players are not happy with the maps at all. So, like you said, we'll see what happens here. But um, okay, so Gears of War, right? You know how I constantly talk about week in week out how I love Gears esports. I, and the fact that it's there, there's so much dedication and time put towards it. And it's just, it's always been fantastic. Right. I forgot who tweeted it out and I'll try to find it, but someone said something that the gears pro league starts today. There was no promotion. No, none. All that happened was the players were tweeting out the streams. That was it. There was no official promotion whatsoever. I didn't even know. We talked about it. Remember, yeah. we reported on when it was coming. I should have put it in my calendar to, to remember, but that's just on me. But the fa- there was nothing. What? That's insane. You know what else isn't happening? MLG's not a sponsor anymore. Oh, just saying. Interesting. Well, we already talked about that. I know, but it's yep. Kind of makes you wonder. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we move on? I'm good, man. Next up, it's time for Will's Adventures Within the Halovers. And for now, mainly other games, too. <laughs> we'll get back on the Halo grind, I promise you. We got to play Reach. We'll find time for it. Things have been hectic. 
You win the wedding, me with the house. I really want to go through it on PC. I think it's going to be more fun. Yes, we talked about that too. So stay tuned for that. In community playdates, we'll probably do some MCC Halo 5 stuff. Call of Duty is the biggest thing right now. Will, what did you play this week? All right, I played some Apex Legends. Very nice. I don't, I'm, I'm in gold now for rank. Awesome. I'm going to try to move through as much as that as I can. Did you uh, get any dubs? I uh, don't remember. Probably. Okay. Maybe one. I usually get one. Will's too good that he's like, I get um, I'm not that time. good. <laughs> I just, uh, it was so early. It was probably Monday that I played. So it's been a whole week. I don't remember exactly. Sure. Um, played some Rock Band 4 and then I busted out the PlayStation 3 and played some Beatles Rock Band. Favorite Beatles song? Oh, God. There's too many. Give me a top three. Um, just from a fun uh, aspect, I like Ubla Di, Ubla Da. Okay. It's not on the game, though. Um, with a little help from my friends is good. There's uh, there's there's too many. Um, if you go back to the early days, there's I Want to Hold Your Hand, um, something... Strawberry Fields, Revolution. Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. USSR. I've never been a big fan of that song. I don't know what it is. I just like how... I don't know, I just like the beat of it. Sure. Yeah. Feels a little bit more fast-paced. Yeah. There's too many... Hey Jude. Yeah, how do you... Phenomenal yeah. song. There's there's so many Beatles songs. Thinking about it, because... You can't I never, pick a top three. Well, not only that, but when's the last time... Seriously, now. When's the last time you went back and strictly just listened to Beatles music? I do it quite often. You do? See, I don't know anybody that does. I'm glad I asked that question because I seriously don't know anybody that's like, oh, oh, you like the Beatles. Okay. I mean, but nobody really just listens to the Beatles. I don't usually just listen to the Beatles, but every song that you said, it's like, yeah, they really did have a lot of great songs. Yep. Now, great. They had a huge discography. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that they still had a lot of just great songs. It's awesome. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I played, uh, Modern Warfare. Really? Yeah, it's great. What's that game? Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. I'll let you, we'll get through it. Okay. And then I played some Halo 5, actually. I Ooh, were we playing with some 5? Played two games. Very nice, okay. One quick play, yep. Slayer on Truth. I went like 18 and 7. Yeah, it was the picture you posted yeah. on Discord. Join yeah. the Discord if you haven't already. I had a lot of fun. And then I did one ranked game, and it was Slayer on Coliseum, if I'm remembering correctly, yeah. and... I I went well, I went even like ten and ten or twelve and twelve, and we ended up winning that game too. Nice, but I was like, all right, I had enough Halo. That's sad. Look, I <laughs> no, I don't. I no, really no, no, enjoy I, the game, but right. like, I was I was not having fun playing by myself without sure. p- friends, without people calling out. Fully understand. I was, yeah. So I don't know that. if I could even solo queue in. In I mean, yeah, it's just it. Yeah. I always think that that game is a team sport. And I mean, teams, yeah, fuck it. It's a sport. Uh, esports is a sport. But uh, th- I don't like FFA. So usually when I play Halo, I play with other people. Mm-hmm. I don't like solo queuing. It's not my thing. So yeah, um, those are the games I'll play. We'll talk. Uh, I'm going to wait till we get through your games and we'll go end up on Modern Warfare, I'm assuming, since it's the brand new game just came out. Perfect. So I'll, I'll end with that. Then we can talk about that. Okay. So um, I played Grid, the new one. Um, I like racing games. People should know that by now. Really like it. I think it's great. I think it's a great return to the to the series roots. Um, I also play Gran Turismo Sport. Um, never been a huge Gran Turismo guy, but they came out with their spec version, which is uh, an update that they usually put out 
after the main game releases and it has DLC cars, tracks, just overhaul some things. And the base price was just lower. So purchased that played a little bit of that. Um, I will say this. I think the music is terrible. I think the music is some of the worst I've heard in a video game period. I can't stand it, but the driving's good. So that's that. Uh, I played untitled goose game. So if you haven't seen the memes on the internet, well, I sound like an old person right there. I'm like the memes on the internet. Uh, but no, it's everybody's talking about this. I got it on the switch. Um, it's actually really funny. It's very, very simple. You're just a goose who's trying to steal stuff and complete like mini objectives. And the objectives are like really, really cool. Um, yeah, the game's cool. And then I played the outer worlds, um, new RPG from obsidian who makers of Fallout new Vegas and, uh, other like great RPGs as well. And it is, I'm going to throw this out there for those who are interested. It's on Xbox game pass on both console and PC. So if you have Xbox game pass, you basically owe it to yourself to play this game. It's really good. It, it honest to God is the writing is actually really, really good. And it's so, you know how RPGs have this, have the trope where you have your like dialogue options where one's a super nice one. One's a super dick move, you know, these take it a little bit further and are basically like, Oh man, I, I, I would say that like it, it made more, it made a lot more sense. And the, and the asshole ones are very much. So like who the fuck cares what you're talking about right now? Can we move on? Like, and I'm not kidding. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, and then the big one Call of duty, modern warfare came out. Will and I have both been playing it. Um, I only played it on Friday for the community play date. We did Call of Duty this time around. It's the new thing. I've wanted an FPS to play for a while. That's what this is. Will, you played a little bit longer than that. What are your thoughts so far? I'm having a great time with it. Um, I'm enjoying it all around. Played a little bit of the campaign. I'm through four or five missions. Um, in multiplayer, I basically tried every single mode. Um, I didn't do domination with the, the 20 and 40 players. Um, just not my thing. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it. There's a couple maps that people aren't liking. And I think, I honestly think it's because everyone's so used to the fast movement of the previous Call of Duty that just take it a little bit slower. If you, if you know someone's trying to spawn trap you, you can switch your loadout in game now. I think, okay. uh, or you should, you were able to do that before, or you're able to no. go through and... You can, you can change aspects of your loadout. Yes, you can fully edit your loadout so mid-game. Get, so if you're running with a red dot and someone's on that bridge map, I don't even know what it's called, but someone's sitting up on the bridge, switch to an ACOG so you can get some shots down. Um, I just think, you know, people are quick to just bash on things, but, I mean, you played the game for a couple hours. I mean, let it, let it sink in. Let Strategize around it. Don't just there's there's aspects you should be able to do to break that um but i think they it, it gives you that old modern warfare feel the the bigger maps the choke points it's um i'm, I'm enjoying it a lot um i'm playing a lot of gunfight with my buddy joey it's the 2v2 mode yep um i like it because you don't get to choose your loadout they just give you random guns or so i've heard there's two variations of this there's one where it gives you random weapons or there's one where you can pick up weapons on the map oh i haven't seen anything with picking up weapons yes i've heard there are two variations so i haven't played that other variation but the one with the random weapons is really fun because it really rounds out your skill 
Um, and you have to be versatile. You can't just sit with an AR and know where to go with the AR every time or the sniper. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's creates, and it creates some intense moments too, especially if you're two V one or one V two. Um, and communication is key in that game mode. The call outs, knowing where people are is, uh, is huge. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. That seems, that's, that's kind of like my competitive side, the, the gameplay I'm getting out of modern warfare. Um, and then there was a co-op mode. I didn't jump into any of that. I don't know, even know what it is, but it's there. Maybe someday I'll get there. But uh, multiplayer and campaign are definitely really good. The campaign's really good. Um, I'm only partway through it, and I'm excited to jump back in as soon as I can. That's what I need to spend time with is the campaign for sure. I've heard nothing but good things about it so far, especially from you too. So I'm excited to jump into that as well. Your thoughts? Um, Honestly, I'm with you. I, I think that... so. I've been waiting for a new FPS to play because it's, we're going to talk about a brief news story where it's Halo 5's birthday today, right? Four years. Games over four years. Now I understand that a Call of Duty comes out every year, but this year, especially knowing that Infinite isn't coming out for another full year, it's just, I just, I craved a new FPS to play. A competitive, fun FPS that basically everyone's going to be playing anyway, right? So I think the gunplay is fantastic. I think that every gun has weight and the shooting feels fantastic as well. Every it's every Call of Duty does, right? It just feels great to play. Um, I was talking to you about this earlier, Will, but I think the maps, I do believe the maps are too big. Um, and again, we talked about it, but I'll just say that I feel like to me... I just feel as though I'd like to be in gunfights more often. And right now it just doesn't seem like that's happening. And the map that everyone says they hate, the bridge map, I don't mind right now just for the sole fact that I haven't played a game on there that's like TDM or anything like that. It's mainly been um, headquarters where things constantly move, positions constantly move. Nobody's usually camping on the bridge. So I never had to deal with that instance yet, but I have seen on stream people having to deal with that and it does not seem fun at all. Let me just say that. Um, no, overall I'm highly enjoying it. I can't wait to play more of it. I really can't. And I know that we're a halo podcast. I completely understand that, but you know, and we have plenty of halo to talk about, but when there's something new out there and it plays as good as it does and everyone's playing it anyway, and we're still waiting another year for Infinite. And we don't have a release date for Reach on PC or MCC on PC. Got to play what's out there. You know? Got to take this time to dibble-dabble in some other things. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, anything else you want to talk about before we move on? That's all I got. It's time for the news! First and foremost, Breaking the Clutch rebrand announcement. This is by Breaking the Clutch over on Twitter, and I quote, With our new venture into FPS Halo, we felt it was time for a rebrand to help renew our our motivations and appearance for the future of the franchise. It was time for a Halo-specific theme to show our viewers exactly where we stand. Uh, Nick and I founded our team on Halo 3, and the magic we experienced still remains today. Twelve years later, we always loved the duality of the Master Chief and the Arbiter. We even sometimes compared our relationship to our video game idols as children. It only uh, made sense to recreate our brand around an iconic moment uh, involving the two most iconic Halo characters. Thank you to our esports org, the Carolina GG, for graphics. Thank you to all of our new subscribers and viewers, enthusi- uh, 
enthusing this new part of our great journey. So breaking the clutch for those who don't remember um, Halo Wars, right? Mainly dealt in the Halo Wars scene. Now is going to the Halo FPS side of things as well. Kind of branching out, doing all the things, all the Halo things. And I think it's great to see. And the new rebrand looks fantastic, by the way. So if you haven't checked it out, highly recommend you do so at the tweet included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Next news story. Expanding the design for Xbox ecosystem to mobile gaming. This is by James Shield, a product marketing manager of Microsoft. Now, this doesn't strictly have to do with Halo, but I'm going to tie it in at the end, so bear with me. And I quote, As Kareem Chandri shared last month, our vision for Project xCloud is to empower gamers to play the games they want, with the people they want, anywhere they want. We're building this technology so gamers can decide when and how they play. While that technology is a huge part of this experience, another important component is the physical hardware that you use to play your games. And when it comes to Xbox accessories, we always believe in providing choice for gamers. Today, we're excited to announce that we'll be expanding the Design for Xbox ecosystem to include mobile gaming. Our Design for Xbox program enables uh, collaborators collaborations with top-tier hardware partners to deliver not only choice, but also the best possible Xbox gaming experiences across console, PC, and now mobile. So what does this mean for gamers interested in Project xCloud? Well, soon there will be a wide array of Xbox-branded partner devices that are focused on mobile gaming. Think controller clips, mobile-first controllers, and other hardware optimized for phone and tablets. We are working on a roadmap of products with experienced partners that are and are currently in talks with 8BitDo, GameVice, Hori, PowerA, Razer, and more to explore creating the best possible hardware experiences for Project xCloud. The first design for Xbox product created with Project xCloud in mind is the MOGA Mobile Gaming Clip for Xbox Wireless Controllers. Designed in partnership with the Xbox Industrial Design Team, this is an adjustable clip made to fit all Xbox Wireless Controllers that secures your phone in place while you play. Expertly engineered, the clip features dual locking articulation points so you can always set up the perfect viewing angle and fits most phones up to 3.2 or 3.12 inches or 79 millimeters wide. By combining this clip with a Bluetooth-enabled Xbox wireless controller, you'll have a comfortable and familiar way to use precision input when gaming on the go. The MOGA mobile gaming clip for Xbox wireless controllers will launch November and is available to pre-order now for Microsoft stores and other select retailers in the United States and United Kingdom for $14.99 USD. Going forward, we are continuing to work on expanding the compatibility of our official Xbox wireless controller to more mobile platforms. At this moment, when using your Xbox controller with a mobile device, your performance may vary depending upon the device and the mobile operating system version. Apple recently began supporting the Xbox wireless controller across iOS 13, iPadOS 13, and tvOS 13 or later, and we're excited to continue this partnership. We're looking forward to sharing more partner products in the future as the public preview for Project xCloud expands. Stay tuned. So, like I said, this wasn't strictly Halo related, but in the Project xCloud preview, Halo 5 is one of the games that's being played. Therefore, hypothetically, or actually, not even hypothetically, when the system, when the service actually fully releases, Infinite will be on there. Therefore, you can take Halo Infinite on the go, wherever you want. And, with their expansion into mobile gaming, you'll be able to have accessories that help you out as well. So you can always use that Xbox controller. You don't have to use stupid-ass touch controls. Which I've actually heard aren't that bad. But yeah, it's exciting to see. 
I'm excited for the future. Because I don't know you about you, but like, I, so, the whole, actually, this is kind of a perfect segue because I talked about it before, but I'm going to bring it up in the show. Can we just take a second to recognize how amazing cross-platform play is? Like, are you kidding me? We're, we played Modern Warfare on Friday, right? You, me, Joey, PC. Mm-hmm. High Tech Redneck was what I was, I believe, on Xbox. Yep. Right? Yep. And then there were other players in the entire party playing on PlayStation. Yes. All of them. We could all play together, regardless of input device. You two were playing on keyboard and mouse, PC. Uh-huh. I was playing on PC with a controller. People are playing on uh, controller on PlayStation and Xbox. We're all playing together in the same party. That's insane. I even um, ran into someone playing on Xbox with mouse and keyboard. There you go. At one point, which was pretty cool. See, it's, I really hope that this becomes the norm across the board. This is amazing. Being able to, it's always been an issue. So Justin and I were talking about MCC, right? And there's a, so Justin is going to be playing at uh, MCC mainly on Xbox, right? I said, as soon as MCC comes out on PC, that's strictly where I'm playing and I won't play on Xbox anymore. Then remember the conversations that we had on the show where whether or not crossplay will be enabled between console and, and PC players. Think of it's not. That just alienates an entire user base. Probably your largest user base, realistically speaking. That's and the the fact of the matter is there aren't enough people playing MCC to be able to split it up like that. Right. Everybody should just be included regardless. So like from, from an overhead level, I really hope that this is the norm moving forward that every cross platform, I mean, fuck Halo is not a cross platform game, but at least PC. Right. Technically it is now. Right. But like it, I'll say like first party games. Right, so Uncharted isn't going to come on Xbox or anything like that, so on and so forth. But for all these cross-platform games, I really hope that there's cross-platform play, plain and simple. I really hope that's where we get to across the board because not like being able to, like Microsoft is saying here, being able to play with who you want, where you want, is just fantastic. Love it. Love the future of video games. Um, all right. Next news story. Happy birthday, Halo 5. Nice. Thanks. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I was wondering what you're doing, having your finger hovering over it, and I'm like, okay, fully makes sense now. This is a tweet by Halo, and I quote, Four years ago, we joined the Master Chief as he was reunited with the Unstoppable Blue Team. Happy birthday, Halo 5. So, literally today is the four-year birthday of Halo 5. God, it feels like an eternity, to be completely honest with you. Um, I have nothing against Halo 5. Our show started on Halo 5. Like, a lot of my nostalgia is with other games, but I have mad respect for what it was able to do, and the competitive scene was going on for a lot longer than what I originally thought it was going to be, and there's still community-run tournaments with Halo 5 all the time. So I think it's fantastic. And, you know, I a lot of people have their reservations about 5, but we can also take this as like a learning moment too, kind of as a stepping stone for what can be a greater future for the franchise. Because believe it or not, Halo 5 did some great things. 
and they're just learning from it. They're doing, they're going to do bigger and even better things with infinite is what they're teasing. So we'll just have to wait and see next news story. The halo community update by Unishek. Thank you. Will. this is over on HaloWaypoint.com, And I quote, a lot of this is going to be rehashed from last week, but quick, I'm going to run through it quickly. So here we go for halo, the master chief collection update your halo insider profile. Before jumping even further into the thick of it, we want you, yes, you, Will, and the listeners of the show, and everybody else as well, to make sure you're all set on HaloInsider.com. If you want a chance to be invited and participate in the upcoming PC flight for Halo Reach, we're asking that you register and update your Halo Insider profile. By following the steps outlined below, you'll make it way easier to find and and contact you within the Halo Insider database. Of course, following these steps does not guarantee you access to this flight, as we'll be selecting the user group based on criteria that'll help us target our goals, but it can only help your chances. So what do you need to do? Great question. Register on HaloInsider.com. Verify the email address you provided for communication. Opt in to receive communications from us. Opt in to PC flights. Link your Steam account and upload and update your DX Diag. Do it up. Upcoming PC flight! Campaign missions. Both missions will be available at all times. This includes Noble Actual and Winter Contingency. For firefight matchmaking, one firefight playlist will be live at all times. So the two are four-player heroic standard firefight on Beachhead Corvette and Holdout, and then four-player normal arcade firefight on Beachhead Corvette and Holdout. For competitive matchmaking, one competitive playlist will be live at all times, and the only one is Halo Reach Team Hardcore consisting of Countdown Zealot. Oh, never mind. I lied. There's two competitive playlists. The first one is Halo Reach Team Hardcore on Countdown and Zealot, and the fi- and the next one is Halo Reach Invasion on Breakpoint. And then for social matchmaking, social- one social playlist will be live at all times. There are three of them. First one being 2v2 Slayer on Countdown, Powerhouse, and Zealot. Then is 4v4 Slayer, which is Flag and Bomb, zo- oh, wait, no, 4v4 Slayer, Flag and Bomb, Zone Control, Asset Denial, and Action Sack. This is on Countdown, Powerhouse, Zealot, and Tempest. And then 8v8 Slayer, Flag and bomb, zone control, and asset denial on Tempest, Breakpoint, and Ridgeline. Infection nameplates. In case you missed our announcement at the beginning of the month, we're offering another opportunity for players to secure the Flood nameplate. If you jump into Halo the Master Chief Collection and complete 10 matches in Infection, you'll earn the elusive silver and spooky nameplate below. Since this means you only have seven days left, you may want to start knocking them out as fast as, uh, as fast as you can in order to complete the challenge. Hopefully you've been training up on your survival and zombie hunting skills. Halo 5 Guardians. That's right, it's not dead yet. Here's the upcoming calendar for what's coming out. On October 24th, Roaming King rotates in for Covenant Slayer and Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. On And then also, global double XP for a week to celebrate Halo 5's birthday. Why it's not forever? Hell if I know, but at least there's a week. On October 27th, we have Halo 5's birthday. Log on anytime from October 25th to 28th to earn a free platinum pack. Why they don't give those out all the time? Hell if I know, but at least you get one. On October 31st, Castle Wars rotates in for Halo 2 BR Slayer. On November 5th, uh, Snipers rotates in rank, into Ranked for November. On November 7th, Triple Team rotates in for Roaming King. On the 14th, CE Anniversary Throwback rotates in for Castle Wars. On the 14th, as well, Warzone Assault goes live for the weekend. 
On the 21st, Forerunner Slayer rotates in for Triple Team. On the 26th, Action Sack rotates in for CE Anniversary Throwback and Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. And finally, on December 3rd, the Winter 2020 Arena season begins. Competitive news. Just a few things for you. Here we go. Snakebite asked the hard questions. This is by Snakebite on Twitter, and I quote, Been thinking about this a lot, and I was wondering if I can get some input on this. What game structure do you feel is best for an eSport to thrive? I feel like I see a lot of mixed feelings on almost every structure, so I'm curious to see if there's a majority answer. Just to clarify, by structure, I mean the format a game follows for their eSport. Online pro leagues, LAN leagues, multiple leagues with live events, etc., etc. Hopefully that makes a bit more sense. So the reason why I included this is because guess what a lot of the replies were? I think franchising might work. Because it looks like that's where trends are going now. Yes. To to allow for the longevity of an eSport to continue to thrive, it looks like we're going to be heading towards this franchising route. Now, there, in the grand scheme of things, eSports is still new. Okay? If you think about it, realistically speaking, the internet is actually not old. Okay? The internet's been around for a little while, but it's not old by any stretch of the imagination, right? So keeping that in mind, eSports, like, so traditional sports, baseball, football, soccer, whatever it may be, they've been around for a long time, okay? We're we're talking like a long time, right? eSports in relation to traditional sports has not, at all. There's still a lot of room to grow. There's there's still a lot of a lot of things to work out. Things are very new. So we haven't seen every esport go the route of franchising. And frankly, we probably won't see every esport go the route of franchising. But I do believe that if you want something to thrive in the larger in the larger scheme of the ecosystem, I think that might be the way we're going to be going. So you have you have your niche titles, right? Halo to me feels more feels like we're hopefully Infinite changes this, but after after three, it seemed like we're getting more towards a niche type of esport. Okay, Reach you saw things kind of die down a little bit. Halo Four you saw things die down drastically, right? And then in Halo Five you had that like. You had a little bit of a resurgence there, but things quickly kind of dropped down a little bit. So I do believe that franchising is the way to go in the future. Um, whether or not all esports are going to do it, I doubt it. But I think for the longevity of it, if you want to keep things thriving for longer, I think franchising has to be the way to go. And frankly, I think it's going to work for COD because you have a new game every year. If they continue with that trend... I think it's going to work every year for them because you you basically know what the gunplay is going to feel like and you know there's always fresh content out there. So, now whether or not Modern Warfare is going to be a good competitive game, we have no idea. We haven't seen it yet in a competitive aspect. But I'm hopeful. Like I said, the pros aren't too keen on the maps right now, but... They'll come around. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully they, they do. To. Hopefully they do. They have to. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do, quit? 
you're going to walk away from thousands of dollars because you just don't. Potentially be, millions, don't depending like, upon how things go. Yeah, bonus yeah. structures possibly. Exactly. You don't know. I don't know how these contracts yeah, work out. we haven't seen them. Hell, I mean, learn the map, find the best way to do it, deal with it. It is what it is. Absolutely. If you want to get technical in real life, if you dropped into war, you're not going to be able to be like, oh, I don't like that broken down bus on the side of the road. Can we just push that across so I can have better sight lines down the Deal with it. Shoot some people. That's how it's going to be. What were you talking about? Footsteps? Oh, there's... (laughs) People, soldiers wear 50 to 80 pounds of gear on their backs. Your footsteps aren't going to be that quiet. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of people complaining about the... And I get it. It's a video game. It's supposed to be ideal. But man, really, it... ah. No, like I said, it's... I love when it works in my favor. I hate when it works against me. Yeah. Like when I hear somebody trucking around the corner and they're taking like Godzilla stomps, obviously I hear them, right? Yep. And I pop them around the corner. But if I'm running around a corner and they're just sitting there waiting for me and they kill me, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. But no, it's it's fine. It's like you said, it's a video game. Look, it is what it is. Every game is different. You, the... The true pros are going to be able to adapt and change themselves to best fit that game. Yes. I feel like a lot of the complaint is that everybody's still used to how the previous Call of Duty worked. And they're trying to do the same things in right. in this one, and it's just not working. But that's... I don't want to get too into it. No, you're fine. And they're not the same game. They're simply not the same game. Call of Duty has the same Call of Duty feel. I feel like every Call of Duty has that feel of a Call of Duty game, yes, right? Not, yes. And yes, it's a Call of Duty game. I understand, but they have that distinct feel. Like Destiny has a distinct feel. Halo has a distinct feel, regardless of how things change. They have a distinct feel. Call of Duty is the same thing. Every release is different. Things change between releases, but the feel remains the same. So, like like Will said, deal with it. You want hyper-realism? Go join the army. Moving on. Elamite never got his money. This is by Elamite Warrior on Twitter, and I quote, 18 months later and still nothing. Add HCS Mexico City by Gimelta to the books for another event I wasn't paid for. Hey, uh, Gimelta, if, if I'm even, I, I, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Uh, can you get the fuck on the ball here? 18 months? In what other profession are they like, hey, go do this work and we'll pay you when we feel like it? None? Or, yeah. <laughs> please, please, people. Come on, man. How can you be taken seriously if you're not even going to fucking pay your people? Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, next news story. Oxford setting up. But before we move on. Oh. I think that's. Will's got a hot take. That's kind of a problem with the current way things go without being franchised is you do have. I feel like there's a lot of orgs. And it's not every one of them. Right. There's just there's orgs that pop up to try to do a quick money grab. And when it doesn't work out and they don't pay their players, this is what we see on the back end. And it's just, it's got to stop. Leaving players out to dry like this is not the way to go. It's not the way your brand is going to survive. It's not going to help you in future endeavors. Please stop it, people. I was going to say, people are going to speak out. Like, people aren't just going to remain silent about it. So, come on. Um, next news story, Oxford setting up next Halo CE slash two LAN. This is by Oxford on Twitter. And I quote holding next Seattle, Halo one, Halo two LAN on Saturday and Sunday, December 14th and 15th. Hit me up if interested. There you go. Hit him up. 
And finally, Penn Halo announced their next event. This is by Penn Halo on Twitter, and I quote, January 18th, 2020, $1,000 plus Halo tournament at Gamers Heaven uh, LPX. Passes are live at the tweet included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the news. Here's some upcoming tournaments for the week, though. Got a few for you. First and foremost, the Halo Premier League weekly matches on Thursday, October 31st, which is Halloween. We have the Strong Survive going up against Bed Bath & Beyond Saint. I love how you do it now. <laughs> I love how you do it with me. It's fantastic. And then Hype and Positivity going up against Jester Plays. And then on Saturday, November 2nd, we have FTP going up against Team Zero and Martial Punishment up against Los Dinos. The Halo Draft League weekly matches include Relentless going up against Barcode, Trash Cans going up against You're in Trouble, Hybrid against Optimistic, Pressure Us against My Halo Academia, and Quit the Build going up against Bums Without Thumbs or Thumbs Without Bums. <laughs> On Saturday, November uh, 2nd, not 22nd, November 2nd, SWAT Nation, No Woman, No SWAT, Halo 5 4v4. See, the Halo 5 competitions are continuing along with the halo draft league and premier leagues and then on sunday november 3rd we have premier esports halo 3 2v2 and the console gaming league early turkey halo 5 2v2 lots of tournaments to look forward to this week lots of matches for halo draft league and premier league coming up this week be sure to tune into the streams when you can show your support for the halo competitive scene will what do we got for the tournament and league recaps for the week Let's start off with the Halo Premier League weekly matches. We had Hype and Positivity go up against FTP. It was a 3-0 going to FTP. Sorry, Hype and Positivity. Bed Bath and Beyonce, Beyonce went up against Team Zero and Bed Bath and Beyonce, Beyonce. forfeited to Team Zero. Beyonce. <laughs> Out of the Halo Draft League, Pressure Us went up against Optimistic. Very close match here. It was a 3-2 going to Pressure Us. Hybrid took on My Halo Academia. It was a 3-0 to Hybrid. And Bums Without Thumbs went up against Trash Cans. 3-0 to Bums Without Thumbs. They played again against Barcode and took it 3-1, going to Bums Without Thumbs. We had the Blam Gaming Halo Series Grand Finale. Third place went to Scariotic and Venzi, taking home 100 bucks. Second went to uh, Pyretic and Dinoxide, $200 of them. And in first place was Bound to Neptune, $700. Thought it will be included within the Google Doc of the show notes. Next, we had the LFTG Halo 5 2v2 results. 7th through 8th, we had the Pepigans and the Bad Boys. Pepigans included Bards and Siege, and Bad Boys was Trap and Apollo 9. In 5th through 6th, uh, 921, which was Sika and Kronoser versus Oof, who was Exodus and Menus. In 4th, we had Team Veggies. This was Super CC Evades and Talik. In 3rd, taking home $14 was Lasered. This was Legends and Mista. In second, taking home $42 was Team Ice, Mr. Soul Snipe, and Vet- Vetra. In first, taking home $84 bucks was Infinite, Bound, and Neptune. Next result here is the Pen Halo 3 2v2 Autumn Assault results. And that was kind of a mouthful. Anyway, seventh and eighth went to Darkest Hour and Radar Kids. Fifth through sixth was Valley Forge and At the Door. Fourth went to Indigenation. Third was Downs and Is Average. Second is Gilk's construction crew, and first was We the Best. Bracket will be included. Next up, we had the DreamHack Atlanta qualifier number three results. So let's run through it for the next tournament coming up. 
Fifth through eighth, they uh, re- each team received 40 points. This was two full-timers and two dollies. Cosby Sweaters, Dewey Riding Shotgun, and RBG Esports. And third and fourth, took, taking home 70 points, was Team Rain and Mantra. Second was Team Mantra. There's two mantras. And then in first was Tox Gaming. So one of the mantras has two ways. The mm-hmm. other one is literally Team Mantra. Um, Will, I have an update for you. Yes. The SWAT Nation SWATOween. So the tournament is still ongoing, but I have a prediction on who we think is going to win. Okay. Okay. So right now, waiting in the grand finals, we have Falcated and Bound. Okay. Bound has been ma- winning a lot of tournaments lately. Been doing very well. Yes. And to put things into perspective here, um, if I can get the bracket. Oh, my God. He's been dominating, right? Yes. He's been dominating the bracket. Yes. And they defeated their opponent to send them into the loser's bracket, I think, like 3-0. Yeah. So I have a feeling that Falcon and Bound are going to win this tournament. Who is in the loser's finals then? I'm trying to find out right now for you. I'm just curious. Uh, I want to know what what their competition is going to be. Understand. Give me... Uno if the if the site's not uh, uh, cooperating, obviously we can move on. But I'm I'm just curious at who's going to be playing. Yeah, it's not cooperating. I'm sorry. Okay, we'll go check out the bracket link once it's completed. I'm sure things will update properly, and we'll we'll get you that information. Yes, we'll see if it finishes by the time we're done here. Maybe not, but if anything, we'll talk about it next week too. All right, that does it for the tournament league recaps of the week. Thank you, Will. Um, it is time for the weekly topic. So we have. The HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or H-P-T-C-A-S-B, for short. I'm still not agreeing that's for short. Uh, It's less letters. I'm pretty sure it's shorter. (laughs) Okay. Will. Yeah. We have a bracket. We do. It is finalized. Yeah. You want to talk about, you you want to lead people in here, tell them how we came to the conclusions of the players that we did. Yes. Go for it. We'll do that. So for those who submitted their top 16 players on Discord, Twitter, wherever we received them, we compiled all these lists together. We picked the top 16 players and who we thought was the the best and who deserved to be there. Um, we looked at stats, um, you know, kind of their impact on the league over the last five years of HCS. Correct. So this includes H2A a little bit. Okay, there was a year of H2A before four years of Halo 5. Okay, and th- well, three and a half three, years. Yeah, three, three and a three. half. And then we included a little bit of the grassroots program as well. But a lot of this was based on Halo 5, considering how long it was. Okay, and another thing that we looked at was consistency throughout if they started with H2A or like for H, not started competitively with H2A, but in the HCS era started with H2A, maybe continued on through Halo five, maybe continued on through the Halo grassroots, Halo three events. If they stop midway through so on and so forth. So keep that in mind. Not every player that you may expect to be here is here. Okay. We, we only could choose 16. That's we, it. Trust me. We were like, we had a lot of those fringe players. We're like, oh man, we got like, how do we not? But uh, there's only 16 we could include on this bracket. So. Correct. So, Will, would you like to run through the bracket? 
for what we got. Let me start with the divisions. So we split them up into two divisions, right? Because yes. that's how you, you got to run a bracket. You got yes. two sides. So in your first side of the bracket, we have Royal 2. We have Stellar. We have Penguin. We have Snipe Down, Frosty, Hook, Renegade, and Ace. On the second side, we have Shotzi. We have Saiyan. We have Miquin. We have APG, Pistola, Snakebite, Eco, and Lethal. Those sounds like some pretty, pretty damn good 16 players. I would, I would say so. Yes. Um, some would say the best of the HCS era. There you go. Just, I, I mean, it's up to interpretation, <laughs> but no, that's, yeah. There you go. There's a 16 there, players. There's a 16 players. So the way the bracket shook out, um, we'll post a graphic. I'll get something put together by the time the episode releases, yep. and we'll tweet it out so you guys can see it and post it in Discord wherever we may need to get it out there. Yes. But um, your first matchup, is going to come from the first division here. It's going to be Royal 2 against Stellar. Then we have Frosty and Ace, Renegade and Hook, and Snipe Down and Penguin coming from the left side of the bracket. On the right side of the bracket, we have uh, Shotzi going up against Saiyan, Snakebite versus APG, Pistola versus Eco, and Mikwin against Lethal for your first rounders. Okay. Um, again, we'll get a um, graphic posted up here when the episode goes out. Now, again, if I'll just say this, this isn't a detriment to any player. If some of the matchups seem maybe unfair in some regard, we seeded these players. That's why you have your top seed going up against your lowest seed in the first round. That's always what happens, right? We did the same thing for this one. Will and I, Took the time this afternoon. We seeded all the players that we had. We went through every vote that people casted for their for their top 16. And yeah, we deliberated. We seeded. That's the end of the bracket. That's what we got. So here you go. Will. Yes, sir. We have a competition. Yes. Winner's going to get a backpack and a shirt. Correct. Obviously, HTS Pro Talk. Duh. We're just going to send you an Amazon backpack and be like, here you go, bud. <laughs> uh, no, so we have a competition. Will, how is this competition going to shake up? So, like I said, we're posting the bracket online. We want you to take that bracket and make your predictions on who's going to win and who's going to move through the bracket. We're going to score it like you would almost a um, March Madness bracket. And the person who has the most correct combination of of winners. I don't know how, yeah, how to phrase that, but whoever has the most correct bracket is going to win. Yes. With it being so low amount of players. I mean, when you're going through March madness bracket, it's tons of teams. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Um, we might have to figure out a tiebreaker if people score the same amount of points, but we'll, we'll come to that if we need to. Sounds good. Well, uh, to be determined, maybe it's a coin flip, leave it 50, 50, or, or you win literally nothing. And we keep the backpack and shirt for ourselves. Josh, I'm just kidding. I need to clear out some space. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll figure it out. But yeah, we're having a competition. All right. Will. Yes. We're going to talk about these matches one by one, week by week. How is it going to shape up? So, yeah. Um, each week on the podcast here, we are going to go over the matchups. We decided, we, we said the weeks in weeks prior, we were going to do the bracket release and the first matchup talk today. We realized we wanted more time to dig into some information, some stats, go back and look at results a little bit more. Yes. So we're not going to talk about the first matchup this week, but we're going to postpone that till next week. And that way it gives you guys more time to make your brackets 
get your predictions in. Send them to us so that we can get them filed away and ready to go for the for the challenge. Um, so yeah, each week we'll talk about a matchup. We'll then put a poll out on Twitter or wherever we feel, and the winner moves on. Will, I have a couple questions for you. Yes, sir. First and foremost, how? Um, what's our first matchup? The first one, um, I stated it earlier, but it'll be Royal 2 versus Stellar. Thank you. And then my second question. Yes. Where are people going to be submitting these brackets? They can get it to us um, anywhere they feel comfortable, really. Awesome. If you want to send it, send it to us on Twitter, um, Discord, Facebook, um, post a link on our YouTube video. I don't care. Just say, like, here's my bracket submission. Get it to us. We have a, we have a Gmail account. So if you want to email it to us, if you're old school, want to upload it, Maybe do some editing on a Word document or whatever, and then make it look all nice and pretty. Send it to us. HGSProTalk at gmail.com. There you go. Do it up. Cool. Any other questions, sir? Nope, that's it. All right. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about some matchups. It's going to be great. We're going to find out who the definitive HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star is. Or HPTCAS. <laughs> okay. In the B. And, uh, yeah, in the B. Yeah. <laughs> B for bracket. Bra- bracket. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else before we move on? Will. Oh, that's it, man. All right. So, again, stay tuned for our first matchup Here next week. It's going to be exciting. Stay tuned for the bracket as well. Will, it's time for the sh- sh- shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even recover from that one. That was that bad. Whoo. Uh, first and foremost, well, actually, the only one we got. Happy belated birthday to Haruspis, Hidden Xperia, Late Night Halo, and Flame Sword. All right. Will, that's it for the shout outs. Time for some community creations. First and foremost, we have Meme Saturday. I still wish it was Monday because it does sound way better. But that's besides the point. If you want to check out some memes, Halo related memes, from this last Saturday, from yesterday, because we record on Sunday, but the episode released on Tuesday, so from last Saturday, check them out. It's on reddit.com forward slash r forward slash halo. There's memes there. Don't let your memes be dreams, Will. Next news, not news story, Jesus Christ. Next community creation, Will. We have clips of the week number 24 by High Tech Redneck. It's a YouTube video. Check them out. There's tons of clips. There's tons of games. There's tons of everything. There's music. And uh, you get to watch Beth pop off. It's great. Next up, Shroud moves to Mixer? What the F? That's right. Shroud officially announced that he is also moving to Mixer. The tweet states, same Shroud, new home. Mixer.com forward slash Shroud. As he said during his first stream and his promo videos, He's making moves. He's making moves. Kept saying it. Kind of bugged me. He's with Ninja now. He is. Joining the Mixer squad. He is. Um, what I'll say is I think that these top tier streamers moving to Mixer is going to force more competition between Twitch and Mixer. And it just, hopefully it makes each platform that much better that they're competing with each other now. Could not have said it better myself. That is literally exactly what I'm thinking. Perfect. Twitch cannot remain stagnant anymore. Right. It can't say, yes, it has the biggest market share by far still. Mm-hmm. But if you have these top names leaving, 
whether it be for money, whether it be for just expanding their own brand, whatever it is, this is only going to pressure them to do more. I think, honestly, Mixer has some work to do itself. I still have issues with their mobile app. Yep. And you and it, a lot I'm, of other people. I'm not the only, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not the only one. Oh. It's, um, that's one of the, I, I watch a lot of my streams away from home on my phone when I'm, you know, I have a 15 minute break at work and I just need to, you know, want to throw on a stream to relax for a little bit. Yeah. I'm usually using my phone. Um, my work doesn't let me into those sites. They block them out. So I got to use my phone for streams. And, um, yeah, I, I have constant stuttering with the Mixer mobile app. Um, the quality is not great. Right. I just, I want them to get better at that. And I think Twitch needs to do more for their community. And I think one of the biggest issues with Twitch is, um, their inconsistency on bans and what's allowed you there's there's some preferential treatment absolutely on twitch to yeah. some of their partnered streamers when it, it shouldn't be it, it, they need to tighten it up yep so the, both sides have things to work on but i'm excited that since people are moving around like this it's gonna hopefully bring those issues to light even more and say, Hey, we need to fix this to retain what we have. Something tells me it kind of, it reminds me of like a YouTube situation where YouTube got so big that it just couldn't handle all this stuff, like all the bands and whatnot and everything that should have been happening behind the scenes. It wasn't. And then people are getting demonetized when they shouldn't have been. It's just been a clusterfuck, right? I feel like Twitch is getting too big to a point where they just can't keep up anymore. Right. And then they're going to have a lot of growing pains and a lot of learning experiences that aren't going to help the end user at all. Right. So if they go the YouTube route and create an automated like review system, it might catch something that's actually not bannable yep. and ban people or like YouTube was catching things that shouldn't have demonetized videos that did. Absolutely. And then people are losing out on their livelihood Yep. because an algorithm falsely identified something as something else. Yep. So... It could be the fact that they, they are outgrowing, but I feel like that platform is making enough money and with the backing of Amazon should have enough to keep up employment on moderators and take care of these issues when they arise. They're, they're, they're big enough. See, and that's the thing. I agree with you 100%. And if you think about it, YouTube is owned by Google. Yeah. If there was ever a company that had more than enough money to take care of things, it'd be both Amazon and Google. And, and you could say the same thing for Mixer. Microsoft yep. is backing it. Right. So how is there not... How do they have all these, all these infrastructure issues that are still plaguing so many end users? It's... And, it, and you know what? I'm going to loop all of this back to saying that the internet is still young, relatively speaking. Very true. There's still so many things that need to be ironed out and learned. The cloud... And all that, there, there's so many things that are brand new that are still being, that the kinks are still being ironed out. It's, there's a lot of work to be done. And hopefully they're able to figure these things out soon. Speaking of moves to Mixer, we have one more. We do. King Gathalian, Destiny Streamer Extraordinaire, Charity Streamer Extraordinaire, Convention Creator Extraordinaire, Entrepreneur Extraordinaire. They also own a coffee company. Oh, he does? Yep. I didn't know that. King's Coast Coffee. Oh. Yeah. I heard of that before. So all of those things, um, Githalian, if you guys don't know who he is, he was he was a dominantly uh, a predominantly Twitch streamer, um, mainly focused on Destiny and Borderlands content. So was mainly a Borderlands streamer, then went to Destiny when Destiny came out, uh, then did a little bit of variety stuff, 
as well. Consider, I consider him a variety streamer. I would agree. Yep. And he also owns, like, he's a part owner in King's Coast Coffee. He created, uh, he was one of the co-creators of Guardian Con. Um, massive convention that is now, I think, what, four or five years running at this point. Still going strong. Um, only getting bigger and better as the years go on. And, yeah, they, they've actually had Bungie as attendance uh, for guardian con they brought they showed off gambit for one of the first times at one of those conventions as well so the reason why i'm talking about this is because this is just another major milestone another major move not only for mixer but for um githalian as well moving over to that platform he can expand himself as a brand he can bring over his expertise to the brand as well to mixer and i think and it's what others were saying as well so githalian was a he was a pretty big streamer on Twitch, okay? Like, during the raids for Destiny, when the raids first came out, he would get 15, 20, 30,000 people watching him at a time. Now, that would drop off, obviously, as the game, as he continued to play the game and other games and so on and so forth. But the way I look at Gathalion moving over is, I think this is a big move for the, not just the lesser known streamers on Mixer as well. He can bring them up too. Because you have Ninja and Mix, you have Ninja and Shroud, right? And Ninja's been doing a great job of uh, hosting lesser-known people on Mixer when he's not live. I think that's fantastic. It, it, it shows more eyes on people that not necessarily people knew about, right? And I felt like that didn't happen very much on the Twitch side of things. So hopefully Shroud does that as well, but I think Ethalian moving over just exponentially can make that even better. So, Am, am I wrong in my mindset that I felt like there was more drama between Twitch streamers than there really should have been? There could have been, sure. Like maybe, I don't know. I'm Maybe I'm just spending too much time on Twitter, but... <laughs> I just, well, here's the thing. I feel like there's, are we talking about like egos? Kind of. Because like, I feel what? like that's a, a thing on both sides for sure. sure. Like I've seen, it, it's just, there's some people out there, not obviously not all, there's some people out there that, oh, it's my viewer. I don't want them to go somewhere else. I want them to only focus on me right or oh if i host this person are they going to reciprocate like are they going to are they going to do the same for me later on right yeah it, it's and the whole basis of this is you should be trying to build your community you should try to help others and you should try to build community with others you know yeah and i feel like when you're there is the whole issue of if you host someone you don't know they may not associate with your brand well right but do your research then and exactly. find That's, people that you enjoy and that uh, align with you, with what you want to promote. Right. And, and yeah, it, it should be, it shouldn't be about, it's, it's one of those things where these, yes, these big streamers, they're in it to make money now and they've, they've gotten to that point. But for me, like I never, like I, I streamed for a little bit. You streamed for a while. Yep. I never thought I was going to make it big. I just did it because I enjoyed it. It was fun. And that's the whole point. And that's what it should be about is exposing these viewers just, just a fun time. Yep. And there, there came a point in time where I just simply wasn't having fun anymore. It was draining. It, it just, it does become work. That's, that's the thing. And as soon as it became that, I let my, I let my viewers know. I let my community know that, Hey, I might not come back. Like, yeah. it's, it's just a me thing. I love you all. I still talk to some of them and it's, yeah, that's just all it is. As soon as you're not having fun anymore, as soon as you're not enjoying it anymore, I just saw no point. And I just, I wanted to play games to have fun and I just wasn't playing games to have fun anymore. Yeah. I think my biggest, my biggest, 
getting tongue tied here. My biggest issue with trying to stream is have like you, to gain viewership and whatnot. You kind of need to have a consistent schedule. Yep. And I was streaming, and I was like, okay, I I don't know when I'm going to be home today. What time am I getting off of work? And then um, for me, I it's I have a hard time playing one game for like three hours straight. Right. I I, I enjoy so many different games. I bounce around a lot, and that's. That just didn't work either. It's really hard. So it's really hard. Um, yeah. No, I, I I give props to a lot of these people who have made it streaming because absolutely, I know I couldn't do it. And it's yeah, it's just it is what it is. Yeah. Do it if you have fun. That's what I'm going to say. Congrats to Mixer for grabbing another couple big names. Yes. And like I said, I just hope it breeds that competitive side of both companies to make themselves better. Couldn't agree more. All right, moving on. Next up, the HCS five-year anniversary Renegades versus Team Allegiance video on YouTube. Check it out. Um, Is this the world championship video? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Now, I I think this was during Worlds. This obviously wasn't the final. Because yes. the final had CLG in it up against Allegiance. But yeah. um, no, this is, this is in the same vein of the CLG. Uh, oh, wait, no. Not CLG. Wait, was it CLG? Against Noble Black, the pr- the previous video that they did, it's in the same style as that. Highly recommend it. Definitely check it out. It's it's phenomenal. Um, it just gets amped up for HCS. Like, oh man, I can't wait for Infinite. Next up, we have Paul She announces Extra Life Charity Stream. This is by Paul She and Eastern Media GG. So first, Eastern Media tweeted out, and I quote: "We are proud to announce that we are part uh, participating in Extra Life this year with G Fuel." We have 26 amazing streamers from around the globe participating in a 76, you know, 78 hour charity stream all to support Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Paul Shee later tweeted, I'm beyond excited that I'm going to be a part of this. I have never had the pleasure of doing a charity stream. To be doing it with the family is more than I could ask for. My time slot is November 2nd, which is Saturday, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's an early one. So is that for Central Time, that is... 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. Yes. Paul, so you're going to make me wake up early. I have a hockey game the next day. But it's for charity. I got I to gotta be there for the man. You got to. For the main. For the main. Yes. Did you try the G Fuel can, speaking of Paul, she? I did. So for, let's just give this a thing. Uh, shout out to Paul, she. Um, Hey, Will. Yeah. It's time for another shout out. I love you. Thank you so much for that. Uh, shout out to Paul She sending us a four pack of the Rainbow Sherbert G Fuel cans. You're you're fantastic, dude. Thank you so much. You didn't have to do that. It was greatly appreciated. To answer your question, Will, yes, I did have a can of the Rainbow Sherbert G Fuel. You you're asking me how I how I thought about it. Yeah. So I am such an idiot. All right. I had no. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be carbonated. Okay. You remember, I haven't had pop in like six months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I opened the can up and I had no idea it was going to be carbonated. I should have imagined it was going to be carbonated. I took a sip and I'm like, Ooh, bubbles. Ooh, that's odd. <laughs> and, um, no, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I think that the rainbow sherbet flavor from the tub tastes better than the can. Okay. Yeah. It tastes, the can tasted fine. It didn't taste bad by any means necessary, 
But I think the tub, the powder just tasted better to me. I think it did. Okay. I liked the carbonation though. My question is, how did it affect you then? Was, did you feel amped no, up? I didn't feel any different to be completely honest with you. Any different than a, any different than a normal thing of G fuel or any different just it didn't affect you at all? Any different from a normal thing of G fuel. Okay. I felt I felt the same amount of energy as I did from a thing of G fuel. Now, let me preface this. I don't I don't down G fuel. I don't down the can. I sip regularly. Like I have I'm going to tell you how much of a basic bitch I am, and I can't believe I'm saying this on the show, Uh-oh. okay? So, I wanted an insulated water bottle. I'm going to get so much flack if people are actually paying attention to what I'm about to say, okay? Ready for this? I wanted a nice insulated water bottle, okay? I, I At work, I fill up my water bottle. I basically drink it throughout the entire workday. Like I said, I don't grab a can of anything and just down it in one go. I, don't, I just don't do that. So I looked up, Hey, what's the, I asked Google, what's the best insulated water bottle? That's it. Hydro flask. Okay. And I'm like, Oh, okay. They have really good reviews. Okay. I'm totally, yeah, this seems awesome. Go on Amazon. Oh fuck. These are expensive. Why the fuck are these so expensive? It's like $40 for a water bottle. But again, all the reviews are like, there's a reason why this is expensive. You get what you pay for. It's, it keeps you drink cold all day long. And that's what I look for. Okay. So I bought one. I bought an 18 ounce hydro flask, just a black one. And I had it at work. And then I come to find out, oh, I feel like I'm going through this like quicker than I thought. So I bought a 32 ounce Hydro flask, water bottle. <sighs> Had it at work. I think it's fantastic. I love it. Then we're getting house stuff down, uh, house stuff done, getting our house prep to sell. I'm going through a lot of water. I bought another <laughs> 32 ounce hydro flask water bottle for my house. Okay. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, man, I spent a lot of money on Hydroflask water bottles. Well, I come to find out something. You ever heard of Visco Girls? Oh, yeah. I hadn't. You ever heard of... I've heard it, but I don't know what the hell it is. Okay, it relates directly to Visco Girls, Will. Okay, yeah. Again, I had no idea about any of this. A coworker comes up to me. I feel like we're off topic. I don't care. I come, I come, I'm going to get to the end of this. I promise you. A coworker comes up to me. Hey, nice hydro flask. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Who says nice insert brand of water bottle here? No one comes up to you and says, Hey, nice Contigo water bottle. Right? And I'm like, is there a reason why you said that? And she goes, oh, no, they're just really nice water bottles. And insert Visco Girls reference here. I'm like, what the fuck's a Visco Girl? Another coworker comes up to me. And she goes, oh, my God, you have a water bottle? And I'm like, what is going on here? What is this? 
<laughs> well, I just wanted a nice water bottle. Why are these references being made? Then I look up Visco Girl on Urban Dictionary. Let me just say that I hate myself for buying not one, not two, but three Hydro Flask water bottles. Because not only are Visco Girl's reference here... <clears throat> Oh, here we go. Here's the definition. Urban, Urban Dictionary, Dictionary definition of Visco Girl. Visco Girl wears oversized t-shirts or sweatshirts with Nike shorts, has Vans, Crocs, Burks, and wears a shell necklace. She also wears tube tops and jean shorts. She always has a hydro flask. She can't leave home without a scrunchie, and her favorite car is a Jeep. Now, please click on hydro flask because I know there's a hyperlink for it right there in the definition. There actually isn't on this one. Oh, do an Urban Dictionary for hydro flask, will you please? <laughs> Urban Dictionary definition of hydro flask. I fucking hate myself. The basic bitch of water bottles. Yes. Typically used by the quirky, annoying girls who say things like, spill the tea. They often protect it with their life, despite the fact that it's usually protected by a warranty, and they cover the entire water bottle in annoying stickers. Fisco girls love their hydro flask. For the record, I had no idea what Visco Girl was. I had no idea that Hydro Flask had a definition on Urban Dictionary. I had no idea what spill the tea means. Oh, me either. And I have no idea, and I had no idea what meant either. The fact that everything loops back to these damn water bottles. So, uh, what water bottle are you buying next? <laughs> Probably a bigger Hydro Flask. Uh, uh, no. Uh, and, and so... The water bottle is amazing. Yeah, it's a great product. You know the phrase, you get what you pay for? Yeah. It's literally what this is. You get exactly what you pay for. You're spending a premium on it, but it works flawlessly. My bad. Jesus. I got really excited. No, it works flawlessly. It's, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Moving on. Yes. Oh my God. I hate myself. Um, How did we go from Pulse to Hydro Flask? I just, I don't know That's a really what happened question. there. Anyway, my review of the G Fuel cans. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed them a lot. I'm oh, glad, Will. I could not down them <laughs> like I do normal G Fuel. Oh, we talked about it, how I don't down drinks. Yes. I prolong them. I needed a water bottle to the do sip. so. That's, that's it. I needed to remain cold. Oh boy. Um, so anyway, oh, man. Yeah. I, I, the carbonation made me sip on the drink more than I would a normal bottle of G fuel. Okay. Um, I heard there's a little bit more, technically like one and a half to two scoops in a can. So me sipping it prolonged the effects and I felt like I could get more energy off of them longer. Sure. Um, I actually ordered uh, two cases, and they're on the way right now. Nice. So I got G Fuel cans coming. Very nice. I enjoyed them. Shout out to Paul Shee again for providing us that four-pack. Thank you so much, man. Yes. Um, final community creation. Vetoed announces his next moves. This is by Vetoed. It's a twit longer post. Um, he basically just goes through how he's done with Halo 5. Um, he's still going to be making Halo content, like Halo YouTube videos and whatnot, but he is done streaming Halo 5. That's it. He did everything that he ever wanted to do with Halo 5. He wants to expand out. He's going to do Destiny now. He's going to be primarily a Destiny streaming. And yeah, he just wants to do something new. And I can't blame him for it. I mean, yeah, that's good for him for making that decision. You can check out the full post 
in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. We included a link. Check it out. Read it. Love it. Tune into his streams. Well, that's it for the community creations. Yes. All right, we got we got food to eat. We got a movie to watch. So without further ado, I'm not going to stall any further. We'll plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Search for HDS Pro Talk. We are on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Pocket Cast, if you're Josh. Pocket Cast. Join our Discord. Join the community discussion. Lots of great channels over there. Halo channels, gaming channels, tournament discussion, and IRL channels that you can pour your heart out in. Um, join the Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for us on your Xbox. Search HDS Pro Talk. You can join us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, and check out our Esportspedia page. Just search for HDS Pro Talk. Josh. Will. What do you, you have on the next episode? Our first HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket Matchup, or HPTCASB for short. Matchup. Will? Yeah. What are you, you going you gonna to give the folks a little tease of what you got in your hand there? Well, we're, I was going to wait until you say it's uh, time to go watch our movie. I was going to... I was going to hit this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 98 of HTS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening and very much for listening to my rant of Hydro Flask and all that bullshit. We'll be back next week to talk about more Halo-related items. And uh, maybe we'll even play some Halo coming into the week. But we have a movie to watch. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye!